Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. All right, everyone, welcome to the Bridge. If we don't yet know each other, I'm glad to know you, um, or I want to know you. So please introduce yourself to me after service. And if we're already friends, we're already close, we're already brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, it's such an honor to be your pastor. Um, I was getting to uh, go and speak to um, the School of Ministry this past Saturday, a bunch of guys that are seeking to work in ministry, become pastors, and um, Pastor Dave asked me to come share about youth ministry. And it just was really refreshing for me to like just talk about you guys and share about the things that I'm excited, how the Lord is moving in your life. Um, Man, I, I, I just, I'm just thrilled about what God is doing here. So I'm glad you're here, and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful uh, for, for, for what the Lord is, is doing and how he's moving. And I don't, I don't take that for granted. I don't take you for granted. So, so can we all in our hearts right now just, just settle and, and, and press in again to God tonight, saying, God, I want more of you, and, and I want to be changed by you. I just don't want to have an idea of you or believe in ideals about you, but I want a true relationship with the living God, you know? Like, this is not just, just some game or some gathering, right? This is, this is our life. And so I'm just stoked about you guys because you believe that, and you're seeking him with all your heart, soul, and mind. And that's my prayer. I pray that over you guys every day. The series has been great, this Carry the Fire series. I've loved it a lot. This is our final week of it, and in this series, we're trying to uh, carry on the heart that Jeremiah had in Jeremiah 20, when he says, basically, I want to give up. I'm tired of getting persecuted. I'm tired of not living for Jeremiah. I'm always living for you, God. I, I want to quit in my flesh, but the truth is I'm unable to quit because your word is in me like a fire inside of my bones. If I tried to quit, I could not. In fact, your word's so deep within me, I'm weary of holding it in. I gotta keep telling people about you. I gotta keep telling people to turn to you, and I have to keep living for you, right? And I want you guys to just love the word of God in such a way, right? I want you to believe in it in this way, right? And I want you to uh, really know the word of God. And here we are in this fourth and final week, and we will talk um, some tonight in service, right? So just be ready to converse with me. And I'm going to be taking you guys basically through the transition of Jesus Christ, right? Being crucified on the cross and then ultimately ascending into heaven. And then we're going to see the arrival of the Holy Spirit. So you're going to see a lot of church history, a lot of the beginnings. How did this go from 120 people to 31 million people, right? We're going to see kind of the origins of that. And then we're going to learn that Jesus leaving was not the end, right? The credits didn't start rolling down and we go home and it's over, right? No, it's a continuation, right? And that's what we're going to be learning about tonight. So uh, this teaching is called A Church on Fire and Filled with the Spirit, right? Um, and here I go again. I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, I always attempt to open my teaching with a story, or, or, or just like uh, somebody in history. And most often, as you guys know, it's in sports. And here I am again talking about Michael Jordan. But on October 6, 1993, Jordan would announce his first retirement from the Chicago Bulls, right? He's like, I'm not gonna play basketball anymore, right? He had just lost his father. Um, he's, he's having a crisis. It's a hard time in Jordan's life. And he's leaving the game of 
basketball, right? For three years straight, Jordan and the Bulls, they ran over every single team in the NBA. They were unstoppable. But just like that, in one decision, Jordan's like, I'm out. I'm, I'm done with this, right? So meanwhile, the rest of the Bulls roster, whether it's Scotty Pippen or Tony Kukoc or Steve Kerr or whatever, they're basically thinking, what are you thinking, right? Like, like think if Jordan's on your team and he's not anymore. He's like, I'm going to play baseball now. What are you internally thinking at that moment? You just lost the best player. What's in your head if you're that teammate that's still on the Bulls, but Jordan's not anymore? You just lost the goat. Please help me. Someone help me, please. Thank you. Inappropriate, but true. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I say that all the time. Thumbkowski. Why? Why? Good, good. Crap. Why? What else? Oh, no. Good. Thank you. Anything else? Man, I'm basically thinking we're toast. We're through. We're finished, right? So let me ask you this now. Please talk to me. You guys were warming up, so thank you. Thank you, right? So what do you think every other team in the league is now thinking because Jordan's gone? Oh, yeah, we got a chance now, right? The tables are turning, right? Man, three years, they won all the rings. Now he's out, right? Then Jesus, he came on earth, right? 30, he started his ministry. Man, three years straight, unbelievable ministry, miracles, healings, people being raised from the dead. Man, it seems like the tides are changing and the tables are turning, right? I mean, here they are. They're thinking the Jewish people are going to be set free from the Roman rule and oppression. That's what the disciples wanted. That's what they thought. They're like, man, no more persecution on us anymore. We are God's people. And Jesus is here to bring the crown back to the Jews, right? But then one night, the Last Supper... Jesus is ushering a new covenant with his disciples. They're just having a dinner together. Then the next day around 3 p.m., he's crucified. He's here, and now he's gone. There's a party in hell going on. They think that they have stopped the Messiah, right? As we know, this is part of the story, but this is not the end. He was dead, right? He was gone, but he came back, right? This was all a part of God's plan. I want you to know tonight, right? God has a plan for your life. When Jesus Christ became your Lord and Savior, listen to me. When Jesus Christ became Lord and Savior of your life, you now have a plan for your life, right? God has always had a plan for all his children, but now with Jesus, you can step into that plan and that calling, right? And here we are. Satan, the enemy, the sin of the world, is going to do everything it can to stop that plan from coming true in your life. But the plans of God cannot be thwarted. Man, God is so good. He works all things together for his good and his glory. So if you feel like your life is messy right now, if you're in a hard spot, if you are anxious tonight, if you're afraid, God's plan for your life cannot be stopped. Nothing will separate you from the love of God, and that's a promise of God when he's your Lord. See, Jesus is alive. He's risen. He defeated death. And he did leave. Yes, Jesus is not here anymore. You guys know that, right? Man, he is gone. And he has a message for the disciples. And that message is true for us today. He's like, it's not just going to be me now. It's now going to be you. This is not going to be an Israel movement. This is not going to be a Jerusalem movement. He says to the disciples, 
It's not that your dreams were too big, right? That you had these crazy dreams. Jesus is saying, look, your dreams about me, they were in fact too small. The first verse we see Jesus saying in John 16, verse 7 on the screen, Jesus says, but in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. Who's the advocate? The Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, right? And so you're, you're a disciple. Jesus is saying, it's better for you that I go away, right? So if you're a disciple, you've just heard that. Jesus is saying, it's better for me to go away so that this Holy Spirit can come. What are you thinking again? Okay, that's good, Aaron. What else? Are you believing it? Are you maybe doubting it? Are you maybe confused by it? Yes, you certainly are. And yes, I would be as well. Like Jesus, what is better than being with you? Because through the Holy Spirit, this is why it's to our advantage that Jesus would, of course, uh, die for us on a cross. Of course, so that we can become royal children, right, of God. And so we could be saved from death and our sin, right? But also so that the Holy Spirit can come. Not only will he be with us, right? The disciples had that. Jesus was with them. But now... Not only will I be with you, but I will be in you. Not confined to a place or a location, but now residing in the body of every single believer. If Jesus Christ is your Lord, you know where you go, God goes, right? This is amazing, right? Instead of Jesus being localized to a certain region or land, right? He is everywhere that the believers are. Right? And the Holy Spirit is running rampant through the entire world, telling people and testifying Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and you would simply turn your life over to him. In Matthew 18, verse 20, it says, For where, if you guys could finish this for me, where two or three gather in my name, what's the next part? There I am with them. Right? Man, isn't that amazing? Right? Man, here in this room, God, the Holy Spirit, is with us. And we should be reverent of him. Right? I mean, we were just singing tonight with every burning heart. It's what? What's the next part of that? It's holy ground. Right? You're within you. You are temples of the Holy Spirit. Right? Man, through every burning heart, there is holy ground. Man, Jesus said it's for the best. It's to your advantage. Why? Look at the next slide with me on the screen in Acts 1 verse 8. It's because we're also going to receive power. Right? We're also going to receive power. Guys, do you feel like powerless sometimes? There are some sins you're trying to fight, you're trying to get over, you're trying to get past, right? For some, like, like you know what your sin is. The Holy Spirit reveals it to you. You know what you're fighting. Man, and I'm with you in that, and I'm compassionate towards that. You can keep approaching the throne of grace. You might lose some battles in your fight against sin, but you will have victory in Jesus' name. You will overcome Right? You are more than a conqueror. And not just that, Christian, when Jesus became your Lord, you have the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why it's good that Jesus went away. So the Holy Spirit, he says that he comes upon us. Right? And an actual reaction of being empowered by the Holy Spirit is being a witness of God. Right? Telling people about me everywhere. Yes, in Jerusalem. Yes, throughout Judea. And yes, into Samaria. But now into the ends of the earth. Right? This was happening in Israel 2,000 plus years ago. And we know it's true because here we are in Melbourne, Florida talking about it. And it came true. Right? I mean, Jesus said, please finish this for me. Apart from me, you can what? You can do nothing. Right? So if I'm a disciple, you're like, hold on. 
I'm listening. In fact, I took notes, right? And you said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And now you're leaving, and now you're gone, right? Man, in fact, Jesus, I also was taking notes when you were talking to Zacchaeus, and you said, for with man some things are impossible, but nothing is impossible with God. I want to do impossible things, God, Jesus Christ, but now you're gone, right? This is what we are learning, is that the Holy Spirit is our power, right? We have the Holy Spirit himself, right? You might be walking in here tonight, not knowing what you're capable of and knowing who you are. We are temples of the Holy Spirit, right? So we're going to lightly talk about the Holy Spirit tonight, and we're going to talk about the early church, beautiful stuff, exciting stuff. Then next week, we're going to have a guest teacher, the CCA Bible teacher, super radical guy, and he's going to tell you how to powerfully share the gospel, John Prezina, right? It's going to be so good, so practical for you. But then after that, for the next three weeks, we're going to be studying on how you can be empowered and know the Holy Spirit. So let's talk briefly about the empowerment of the Spirit. Jesus would say in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, you can read with me on the screen. Now, this is after Jesus is crucified, right? He's come back for probably a period of 40 days, appearing to over 500 people. And now he's here talking to the disciples and he's saying to them, don't leave Jerusalem. Until This is the ascended Jesus Christ saying this. Don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but just in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, right? And the Holy Spirit and with fire, right? So Jesus saying, don't leave until what? Don't leave until the gift that I promised. What was that gift that was promised? The Holy Spirit, thank you. Don't leave without the Holy Spirit. Don't attempt to do the works of God without me. So guys, what are the works of God that you're called to do? And, and, and what, are the, what are the things, as a Christian, what are we supposed to do? Spread the word. Very good. Critical. What else? Let's, let's de-Christianize that because I'm tracking with you. Tell people about Jesus and how he's the way, the truth, and the life, right? Spread the word. Yeah, what else? Show love. Man, that's so good, Aaron. You know, sometimes we want to be right in an argument. Sometimes we want to be, win an argument, right? Sometimes we want to convince people and our hearts are good or something like that. But man, it's the love of God that compels people, right? And that's so good. What else? What are we supposed to do as Christ followers? What do we need his power to do? Anything else? What are we supposed to do with sin? Yeah, flee from it, right? Not just, yeah, and there are some sins we're always going to flee from, like sexual sin, right? And there's some sins, man, we're going to overcome. We are, in fact, going to defeat. But any work of God, anything we do for God, apart from him, yes, we can do nothing. That's why Jesus is telling them, don't go and attempt to go to all the ends of the earth without me, right? Because he's like, I want you to be successful, but Christian, let me ask you this. Look inside your heart, right? See, we're capable in here. Like, before this service starts, we have a meeting at 610, right? We just talk over the plan for service, make sure everyone knows what they're doing. But the most critical part of that starts with a P. What is that, we, what is that, that we do in this time? We pray in that time. Man, and, and usually, man, I ask for all of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you know what? We can play nice songs, right? And I can tell cool stories from the Bible. 
But unless the Holy Spirit comes and breathes upon it, it's powerless, it's useless, and meaningless. There will be no life change in us and no life change in you and no life change in anyone that comes through these doors, right? Because Jesus said, I don't want you to leave without the Holy Spirit. Now, I know your heart. I know you. I have a relationship with you. Guys, when I was at school and ministry on Saturday talking about my students, man, I was gushing over you guys. I love this youth group. I'm proud of it, right? Turns out we're all on the same team in Jesus. But if it was a competition, I'm like, we'd be winning, right? It's not how it works. The kingdom, we're all on the same team, praise the Lord, right? I love you guys, right? However, I think that sometimes we, because I know you, I know you want to do the works of God. I know you want to proclaim his name, make him known, and I know you want to defeat the sin out of your life, and you will. But I think that you're going out and doing it without the Holy Spirit, right? Man, Jesus said, don't leave without him. How often are we rushing into our day, not considering God, not acknowledging God, not talking with God, not being with him in his word, and not being with him in prayer, and not walking in a relationship with him, Right? And how often is that as me? God, help me, right? I'm a 32-year-old pastor. God forbid. But it can happen, right? That's why we must be disciplined. That's why we must have a plan. That's why we must have a strategy, right? Man, this morning, me and Brian, right, we started a new plan because we can't miss it. And we're constantly veering off. And then we're constantly veering back and helping each other and spurring each other on, saying, man, don't forget about the fundamentals, Right? Don't forget about the fundamentals. Man, any coach you see coming in to criticize his team because they lost, he's like, we got away from the fundamentals, right? The Christian walk, it's too easy. But I frequently tell you guys the easiest things not to do, or excuse me, the easiest things to do are also the easiest things not to do. Pretty much if we truly pray, if we read the word of God and we do what it says and we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we'll change the world, right? It's too easy. Jesus already made it so easy for us. He said, it's finished, man. I already got the victory. So what is going on? I think that we might be leaving, going out, doing the things we want to do, because I know you. I know what you want to do. We're going out without being filled with the Spirit. We're going out without talking to God. And that's why, man, we're starting so small. Man, so this is where we talk some more, okay? I have three goals for you, 2021 goals. Someone tell me one of them. We've reviewed it. This is our fourth week reviewing it. We're going to review it every week, right? So you're still getting used to it. You're going to hate it come August. You're like, Jackson, shut up. But you're going to know it's so good. Matthew. Uh, talk to a new person. Okay, you said talk to a new person. Is that the only one you said? Perfect. Thank you, Matt. That's exactly right. At the end of service, when we dismiss, right, we're going to meet one new person, right, which is so good, right, because you're going to connect with new people, hopefully, could be awkward sometimes. That's okay, right? She's like, hey, what's up? This is my name. This is what school I go to. Glad you're here, right? It's going to be good. We want people to feel loved and welcome and valued in the house of God. We want people to be seen, right? So that's one of my goals for you, right? I don't want people to come in here hoping to make friends, hoping to make connections, hoping to learn, but feeling so uncomfortable they don't come back. So that's why Matt just shared that one of, that, one of those goals, right, is that we want to meet one new person every service, right? So what's another goal? Yes, Connor. That's right. Okay. So I'm going to meet with every single one of you this year, at least once. There's some of you guys I meet regularly with, right? I love that. So beautiful, right? Been doing life with you forever. It's so crazy, right? Um, but there's some of you guys I don't know that well. And, and we're going to connect. We're going to go deeper. We're going to go deeper with your giftings, 
right? I met with Brian about it last week. It was radical. We ended up talking for over two hours, right? It was just really special. I'm not going to keep all y'all that time. He had time. I had time. We we're talking about great stuff, right? Man, I just want to go over your gifting, get to know you better. And Katie wants to get to know you better. Man, and we're going to really help you uh, learn to glorify God through your callings, right? Man, we're going to meet with every student. So, Connor, thank you for sharing that. Okay, there's one more. Yeah, Tom Kowski. Come on, let's go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. You guys are learning it. You're doing it, right? Those are three goals. We can do that, right? We can do this. We're doing this. We're going to do this, right? Right? So here's the thing. We're doing that 10 minutes of hearing God through the word of God and spending time with him in prayer, hearing his voice, just 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. And even if you miss the night, even if you miss the morning, you got one or another to back it up, right? We can do that, but it's because we don't want to leave and live our lives without the gift of God of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that when we read the word of God, I am confident there are three movings of the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn about that um, in two weeks, right? There are three movements of the Holy Spirit, but I believe when you are reading the word of God, the Holy Spirit himself comes next to you and reveals mysterious things to you, things of God to you, supernatural things to you, a revelation just for you, right? And I don't want you to go about your life and your day without that. Just like Jesus is saying to the disciples, don't leave without the Spirit. I want to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, right? This series is called Carry the Fire, right? Man, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is passing the torch to the disciples now, right? Man, he's saying, he's like, you go now, right? I've run this far. I've run it with you. I'm handing it to you now. He's handing it off to us. It's our job now to pick up that torch and to carry the fire, right? Now, Jesus, we're learning, because a lot of historians, even those who um, like, like don't believe he's the son of God, certainly believe in the existence of Jesus Christ, right? People who are like, there's no guy that ever was Jesus, right? They, they haven't looked into anything, right? That's pretty ignorant, right? What people really argue about is whether or not the miracles of Jesus Christ are true and whether or not he was resurrected, right? His, we have too much history proving the existence of Jesus Christ, right? But he wasn't some anarchist, right? He wasn't some philanthropist with good ideas. He wasn't Mother Teresa, right? He wasn't Gandhi, he's not a firework or a flame that fizzles out. He came to start a fire, right? And through the Holy Spirit, he did, in fact, set the world ablaze, right? What's a disciple? A follower of, yeah, that's right. That's a, basically a disciple, an apprentice of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, right? The disciples, they come, become apostles of, of Christ now, right? Through the Holy Spirit, right? They're not just following him. They are now representatives of him, right? And that's who you and I are as well. We as followers of Christ, we're empowered by God himself through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a festival going on soon after this, right? And just so you guys know, the book of Acts was written over a period of 30 years. I don't know how soon after this. It could have been immediately after. I, I should have looked into this more, right? But, but I don't know how soon Acts 1 and 2, what, what the divide is there, right? But the disciples are now in the 120. They're empowered with the Holy Spirit. And God's timing is so perfect, right? He sends the Holy Spirit during this festival called Pentecost, right? So Jesus from all over Israel would be near the upper room at this time to celebrate this festival that would take place 50 days after Passover, right? 
And the Holy Spirit, we read in Acts chapter 2, it says that on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability, right? So like, I don't know, like... Like, who, who doesn't know a second language at all? Like, or who's really struggling in Spanish right now? All right, that's, come on, there's more of you guys, I know, right? Thank you, Alex, for being honest. Thank you, Aaron, right? Okay, right? So who, who's crushing Spanish? Okay, okay, let's go, come on. All right, so, like, let's say, like, you've never studied, like, Spanish in your life, right? And all of a sudden, boom, killing it, right? This wasn't... Just some, some, some jibber-jabber of some kind. No, there's people from all over the globe, right? And they're here in this moment. And these disciples, these people who didn't know that language, are now speaking this native language perfectly with perfect dialect, right? This is out of control. Some people, after this happened, right, are, their minds are blown. They're like, this is a miracle. This is awesome, right? But what did some other people say? Do you guys know this story? They said they're just drunk, Right? Which is so funny that, that, that people, we, we, with the things of God, right, we always want to ex, uh, explain away the phenomenon of him sometimes, right? We, we want to have an answer for everything. But this is simply a miracle, right? Now, guys, is anyone, like, like maybe like not knowing a lot about the Spirit or confused about Spirit or just think it's a pretty wild thing besides me, right? Don't you think the Holy Spirit is just like a wild topic? Can I see your hands, please? Right? I think it's an incredible thing. I think it's out of this world because it truly is out of the world. This is God. He is God. It's not an it. He's God. Right? So I think this is something I want to share with you. If you're struggling with the Holy Spirit, this is something I've often used in evangelism with people when they bring up the Holy Spirit or they just want to talk about the miracles of God. Right? So you may have heard me share this before. but right. So, so I believe that certainly that every single person has a soul. Right? right? We believe that as Christ followers. Okay, now, now what I do to kind of close the gap between maybe the soul and maybe for the Christ follower, how they have the Holy Spirit, like, like as a nurse, right, sometimes we would have patients coming in on, with, with, um, on hospice, right, meaning like we have to do end of life care on them. We want to comfort them, right? We're just trying to keep them comfortable. There's nothing we can do to save them anymore. The family wants to let them go peacefully now, right? And so, so, so we bring in like a social work and some nurses to help counsel the family and help the family through this, right? And I'm in there being with the patient or sometimes the family's with the patient, right? And, and then we're just, just with the patient trying to bring them comfort in their final moments, right? And then after they pass away, right, we close the door, right? We close the door and then ultimately they're going to be transferred to a morgue, right? And then I'll go into the room. I've had to do this number of times. Sometimes it's the family is like expecting it and they understand it and, and, and they're, they're, they're excited that this person's gonna have a peaceful uh, transition now. They're not fighting any sickness anymore, right? But I go in there and I'll simply explain they're not with us anymore, right? They're not with us anymore. Because the truth is, that person's still in that room. That flesh is still in that room, right? But who they are and the truest thing about them is no longer here. And we all can connect on that. Everyone agrees about that. Anytime we were in the hospital, everyone understood what that meant, right? So we have a soul, and that soul must be saved. 
And the stamp securing your inheritance in Jesus Christ saying this soul belongs to God. This soul is a lover of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is that stamping of inheritance saying this is my child. What we're seeing here is a miracle, right? This is a Holy Spirit miracle. And without God, this cannot be explained. In the flesh, right, this cannot be explained, right? But then we have Peter. You guys can read with me on the screen. He's about to stand up in Acts 2.37 and explain it because he's empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the people, the followers of Jesus Christ, they might be looking at this moment saying, hey, wait, Peter? Peter? The cutter? The, the denier? He's going to stand up in boldness and proclaim to all these people, calling them out, saying they're crazy, they're drunk. Man, it's the day of Pentecost. This is a big festival. This is a lot of people. It's Peter that's standing up. Maybe John the Beloved, right? Maybe one of the other disciples, but not Peter. But because of Jesus Christ doing the work that he did on the cross and ushering in the Holy Spirit, Peter would be a man who did fail, but he was not a failure. So here's the thing. You guys have made mistakes, right? You've made mistakes, but that's not your label and that's not who you are, right? See, Peter, he failed, but he's not a failure. He once ran away, denying Jesus, sobbing, but now he stands and he raises his voice. He's changing. He's changed because of the Holy Spirit. He's different. And I love you guys so much. And man, I was just talking to some of the students about this trip we went on years ago to Tennessee, right, and, and, and Daytona and stuff. And I was like, man, they were like seventh grade then now, you know? And um, I was just thinking about some of those students as I was walking away, just thinking how much they've changed, right? And of course, like, like growth and development and all that stuff, but, but growth for their love for God and becoming more like him. Man, it's measurable. It can be seen. It's a beautiful thing. You are changing. Be encouraged tonight. You are becoming more like Jesus Christ. Peter is changed. And this changed man, he says up and he gives the message of the gospel. And it says that his words pierce their hearts. And they said to him and the other apostles, brothers, what must we do? What should we do to be saved? And instead of cutting people's ears off in anger and in the flesh and the empowerment of the spirit, he's now cutting to the hearts. This is what you and I can do when we are empowered by the Spirit, right? And there's a response to the question, right? They're asking, what should we do, right? And there's this sin that cannot be forgiven. You guys know that? Everyone gets all nervous about that. They have so many questions about that. There is a sin that cannot be forgiven, right? The Holy Spirit, I believe, will come alongside every single person and ask them if they want to declare Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. What cannot be forgiven, if someone dies rejecting the Holy Spirit, saying, no, Jesus isn't the way. No, no, I won't accept him as my Lord. If they die in that sin, that is unforgivable. Man, so many people reject it differently. They, they aggressively reject, saying that's foolish, that's ignorant, I won't believe in the risen Savior, right? Or some people are just passive about it. They're like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm just doing me, I believe, but I'm good. Like, I don't want to, like, 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 give my life to that. I don't want to be radical. I don't want to be a Jesus freak about that. Rejecting the Holy Spirit. Or like these people, right? Like you and I, before we declared Jesus Christ as our Lord, right? We're like, look, I'm, I'm a rebel, right? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of being dead in my sin, right? I'm tired of this purposeless life. Man, man guys, I remember August 11, 2011, 
I just was miserable. There was no great tragedy that entered my life. I just knew that Jesus was the way, and my soul couldn't take not living for him anymore, right? And I, I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. These people are saying, we're tired of it. Man, I'm lost without you, and I need you, Jesus Christ. What must we do to be saved? That's a beautiful thing to ask when the Holy Spirit comes alongside you. You can read in Acts 2, 38, that Peter, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How amazing is that, right? There's not some process you have to go through. There's not some class you have to take. There's not some amount of time you have to be saved. There's an immediate indwelling of the Holy Spirit that takes place at conversion. That is so great. It says that those who believe the next 241, those who believe that Peter, what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. And then in Acts 2.42, that's 3,000. That's, that's the entire sanctuary, main sanctuary getting saved, right? And then the next verse reads, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing meals and to prayer, right? Everyone, can you say that with me now? Can you say devoted? Man, I want you to be devoted. I want you to be devoted to these things, right? That's one of our four values, right? When you walk out, you can see the poster on the back, discipline and devotion. And that's what I want for you. Man, I want you to, to be devoted to, just like you're doing right now, to sitting under these teachings and learning, right? Sitting under other teachers and learning, right? To fellowship. We're going to Culver's after this. Can I get an amen? Right? So text your rides. Get your money ready. We're going to eat, right? And to sharing in meals and to prayer, right? Man, I want to be devoted to the word of God. I want you to be devoted to prayer. And in this revival will come. And you know what? There was something so compelling about the way that they lived. You know what? Like, the way you guys look out for each other, the way you guys carry each other's burdens, right? The way you guys check in on each other will be different. The way you treat each other and the way, like Aaron said earlier, love each other is different to the world, but it's compelling to the world, right? It draws people in right? And this is a beautiful way of living. Check out in Acts 4.32, kind of how they were living. It says that all the believers were united in heart and mind, right? Man, how different is that from the world? Man, we're so divided right now, but can't be in the church. And sometimes that does happen in the church, and that's wicked, that's evil, that's of Satan. We have to fight for unity at all costs in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. They testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and God's great blessing was upon them all. You know the first Christians, they weren't called Christians? You know what they were called? It starts with a W. Thank you. Yeah, it was the way, right? Isn't that so sick? Like, it's because that being a Christian, right, it wasn't just some title that people assumed or put on themselves. No, they were called the way because there was a way that they lived, Right? That's true for the Christ follower. This was beautiful times. But say to your neighbor now, because I'm trying to keep you awake, say nothing gold can stay. Man, this, this gold and beautiful time would not stay. Right? Stephen, who was assigned maybe a small role, but still needed the Holy Spirit to do what was small in my eyes, but was big in God's eyes. Right? He's empowered by the Holy Spirit. And now he's defending the gospel of Jesus Christ and saying to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, this person, this Jesus Christ you killed, you thought you could be done with him, but we're not done with him because he's alive and he's risen, right? 
Man, and he started calling them out, right? And they, 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 they started raging and got so angry that they started picking up stones and they killed this man. And get this, right? What was, what was some of the last words that Jesus, when he was talking to God, and he was talking to God about the people, what did he say for God to do for the people? Forgive them, right? Father, forgive them, right? For they know not what they do. Do you guys know what Stephen's last words as he looked up to heaven were? Father, forgive them. You see that? A true disciple of Jesus. That's how you and I are as well. We follow Jesus as disciples of Jesus, and we in turn become like him even in the face of death. They killed Jesus, and he rose again. That didn't work. So let's kill these people carrying on his message. Let's kill Stephen. There was a rampant persecution that took place all over Israel and Jerusalem, right? They wanted to, to squish them like ants, right? But we're all Florida people. We know what happens if you stomp out an ant pile. What happens? The ants spread, right? Man, all over the globe, the Christians would start to spread, bringing the gospel to all nations, like we said earlier, in 300 years' time, this upper room group of 120 people would grow to 31 million people, right? See, Jesus leaving this world is not the end of the story, right? Man, it's to be continued. So are you carrying the fire? Are you? The torch has been passed to us. Are you living this Christian life? You might be in a place of your salvation secure, or not, Jesus might not be your Lord. He might not be the master of your life, right? But he, is Jesus still in that place saying, here's the torch? Won't you take it? Won't you carry the fire? Because this is something that's to be continued. This is not the end. The band, you guys can come up now. See, the church today, you guys know what season we're in? We're in a season of grace. There's a season coming after the season of grace is over because it will end. We're in a time where anyone can still come to Jesus Christ. But there's a season coming, and it starts with a J. What is that season? I heard it. That's right. It's judgment. It's a time of judgment where no one can turn to God anymore. It'll be over. It'll be finished, right? And that will be it. See, in the face of great suffering, these early Christians, they took every opportunity to share the gospel and you and I, we must carry the fire. We must decide to be a 21st century version of them. We are on mission now today to do this. And we can do it because you have the Holy Spirit. Is that just like going in one ear and out the other to you tonight? Because let it not, that is everything. I pray, Holy Spirit, let that be revealed to the students tonight. Right? What we have in, through Jesus Christ is God himself. Man, guys, this is beautiful. So the last two points I want you to see on the screen is that unless we walk by the Spirit, we will never carry the fire. Man, it would say in Galatians that if you walk by the Spirit, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Man, I was walking, doing a prayer the other morning with my son Spencer. That's how I, I pray often. I go on walks. I have to get away from my screens, right? I have to get, just, just, just get outside, get away from everything, and just walk with my son. Right? And the Spirit spoke to me. And this, this, this happens to you all the time, right? When we're reading God's word and we're listening to God, he spoke to me, Jackson, make no provisions for the flesh. And unless we walk by the Spirit, we'll never carry the fire. 
but we will walk by the Spirit. He is our fire. So you guys please stand. So here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. You guys left me hanging last week, right, when I had you guys come up and share at the end. But I expect that, right? So I'm having you guys come up and share after this song, right? How is God speaking to you through the word? How is God speaking to you through a friend group, through an encouraging word from a parent, right? Or, or, or someone in the bridge coming next to you like, hey, can I pray for you? Or hey, I have, the, I have this for you. Or hey, I need, think you need to change this out of your life, right? Right? Or, or maybe you've met someone new or maybe you shared your faith or maybe God used you at school, right? Because here's the thing, I don't want to just teach you these things. I want to tell you stories of how God's using me to do these things, right? And I believe that if we stop talking about these things, like I can't teach you the fire, right? We have to be on fire with the Holy Spirit. And I think that if we share these stories, we will be set ablaze, right? So that's why as awkward as it might be sometimes, right? And I'm challenging you like to come up and share, how are you hearing from God? And how is God using you? And, and if we sit through a song of worship and, and you got nothing, like, man, that, that, that's good that we're asking the question. Because, because that might not be happening in your life. And it should, and it can. So it's a time to encourage you, man. It's so healthy to be asking this question, man, how is God using me? And how is he revealing himself to me in the word? You're going to share that with everyone else, and it's going to encourage everyone else to seek the same thing, right? But if you got nothing, then it might not be happening, right? So that's why I asked the question, and I'm going to keep asking the question. Man, I don't know if it's going to be a cold mic tonight or a hot mic tonight, but I'm praying that God's moving in your life. And if he is, would you please, with boldness, after this song, please come and share that, okay? Let me pray, and then we'll worship. God, I love you, Lord. I pray, God. God, forgive me, God, for not listening to you sometimes, Holy Spirit, for not submitting to you, Holy Spirit, for forgetting you, Holy Spirit. But God, we're reminded of you again. We're so excited to learn about you more in these next few weeks, God. I pray over the students right now. They wouldn't come up here I'm pressuring them, God. But God, that Holy Spirit, you come next to them and say, hey, this would encourage the, 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 the youth tonight. You share this with them. So God, speak to them right now. If they have a word to share tonight in this song, maybe they have a word of encouragement to share for the youth group. Maybe they have a word from your word, God, that excited them this week that they're gonna share with the youth group, God. Or God, maybe you use them in their home or in their community this week and they can share that. God, we don't teach the fire, we catch the fire, we carry the fire, God. Let us worship. In your name we pray, amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.